Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Hi, this is Jennifer S. Royal, and welcome back to Pure Mind Magic. I have to confess, today's interview is one of my all-time favorite interviews. I had the honor to interview the great Eric Morris. He is the creator of the Eric Morris system of acting. And he's the author of several books and still coaches together with his wife from Los Angeles, big name in the film industry worldwide. Eric is just awesome. He is a living inspiration and he has so much energy, you can't believe it. I enjoyed this interview so much. And he has worked with really big names like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Johnny Depp, Jack Nicholson, and will give us today some insights on how it was working with them. And also, we will dive deep into what acting is meaning and why some actors are so successful and others aren't. So he will explain a little bit the concept of performance and also which role the self-image plays and what, after all, you can learn from that and take into your life, into your business or into entrepreneurship. He just wrote his latest book with the title A Second Chance in Life. So we will talk about that as well. And in this book, you will find all this wisdom he gained over all the years working with all those actors. And he still teaches acting in Los Angeles in classes there. There's also a book I came across from him, what I really enjoyed. And the title is Acting, Imagine and the unconscious. So I will leave some links in the show notes. You can check that out. I'm sure you can't wait to dive into the interview. It's the same with me. Before we do, I have a short note for you. I just released my very first online class or online course. And with my link, because you are my listeners, you get a 90% off the course. It's all about how you can use podcasting to grow your network. And I'm going to share a lot of secrets with you in the course. So far, just launched, there are already more than 2000 students enrolled worldwide. And I would be happy if you would do too. So please go ahead, check that out as well. I think it's really a lot of inspiration today from all sides that is waiting for you. And now don't let's wait any longer and dive directly into this mind-blowing interview. So here is for you on Pure Mind Magic, Eric Morris from Hollywood. Hi, Eric. Welcome to Pure Mind Magic. Hello, Jennifer. Nice speaking with you. 
Eric, I'm so happy to have you on the show today, live from Hollywood, and you are the creator behind the Eric Morris system of acting. And you helped a lot of really big names in the industry, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jack Nicholson, and Johnny Depp. So please go first and introduce yourself to the audience and tell them what you're doing. Okay. Uh, well, you already said it. I'm Eric Morris, and I have created, innovated a system of acting over 60 years of teaching. I call it the Eric Morris system. It's based on Stanislavski, a hundred-year-old system, but it goes way, way beyond galaxies beyond the original precepts. But that is the foundation. I was influenced by Lee Strasberg, and so I teach acting, and I have been teaching acting or I should say I've been teaching no acting. I've been teaching people how not to act, but to become professional experiencers for 60 years. And I've taught uh, uh, many, many, many actors out there, actually decades of actors who are out there working, still working in the, in the industry and in film and on the stage. So I feel very grateful that I had the opportunity to have that influence on uh, at least three or four or five decades of actors. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And uh, I, I teach uh, acting in Hollywood or no acting, as I say. And, and I've written nine books on my system uh, that really details it. And the real, you know, it might be a little confusing to say, I teach people how not to act. Well, are you, an, are you an acting teacher or a no acting teacher? <laughs> you know, but actually what I mean is I teach people how to become professional experiencers, which is which is really important because a hundred years ago, Stanislavski made a statement that has gone lost. It, it, it kind of got lost in the ether up there in the atmosphere. He said that an actor must be able to experience what the character in a play or a film or whatever is experiencing. And I don't know how that, that statement got lost because for, for uh, almost a century, that I don't know very many people out there teaching people how not to act and become professional experiencers. What it really means is that the actor has got to be able to experience emotionally everything the character is experiencing in a scene, in a film or play. And by doing that, he has to use its own living experiences as choices for experiencing what the character is experiencing. Now, in order to do that, and I think this is one of the major contributions of my system, is I work with actors diligently to eliminate their obstacles, blocks, emotional blocks, uh, dependencies, fear, tension, uh, anxiety, superstition, uh, being influenced by, by uh, religious uh, uh, theories that are, uh, are limiting. So what I do is I do a lot of instrumental work to liberate the actor and uh, eliminate the obstacles, blocks, and tension, and fear, and insecurities that we develop growing up in our society, and the damage that we uh, acquire from well-meaning people, uh, from parents who love us, but they damage us, uh, from uh, peer groups, from lovers, from wives, from husbands, from doctors, people who are well-meaning mainly, but they damage us in very circuitous ways. Well, This new book of mine, A Second Chance at Life, 
is totally dedicated to eliminating and repairing that damage. And all of the techniques in it come from my 60 years of teaching and in all the other eight books. So essentially, that's what I do. I also have directed plays and uh, I do write books and uh, I am an actor. My first love was acting. I acted for many, many, many years, did 25 movies, 50 television shows and about 50 equity plays. So I am an actor through and through. And when an actor gets up on stage in my class, I I understand what they're feeling because I am there. I've been there. I don't sit in a chair on a, or an ivory tower and talk to actors without having the actual input and experience that they are having. I know what they're feeling. I have been there. I am there. I am with them. So that's that's essentially who I am at the present time. And I love what I do. I love it. I love it. Hmm. I can feel that. And it's really impressive, Eric what you are doing there and also doing for people. And I'm sure what you just mentioned can also help everyone else outside of the acting or filming industry, because I know so many entrepreneurs that just stand in their own way and blocking the big opportunities from them, or let's say things are in a blind spot and they can't see it because of some trauma in their childhood or past or just staying in in patterns that keep repeating and repeating in life. So what would you say can like the, the normal reader or a business person take away from your new book, A Second Chance in Life? Oh, I'm so happy, Jennifer, that you asked me that. Uh, you know, the forward was written by an MD psychiatrist who has is very established. He's 81 years old and he studied with me for five years. And he said something in the forward, forward of this book, and I'm so appreciative that he wrote it. He said, you can't just read this book. You have to do the work. You have to do the work outlined and, and blueprinted in this book. And if you do that work on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, it will totally change your life. It will repair the damage, liberate the person from the nagging uh, uh, damage that has they've acquired in their life growing up in our society, criticism, uh, things that have hurt them and damaged their security and their, their, their feeling of who they are and created very, very false senses of themselves. This work really, 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 really works. I've used it on myself. I've used it on other people. I've had I, I, I had a personal breakthrough at 81 when I uh, challenged my self-image, which I was a false self-image that I lived with and I was comfortable with. And what I did was I challenged it and I objectified my life as opposed to what I thought I was, my self-image was. And it liberated me from a false self into a real self and changed my life. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've been fairly successful. I don't know how much more uh, I would have been able to contribute if I didn't have those limitations of a, uh, of a false self-image. But anyway, we can't go back and second-guess our life, so I'm going on from there, you know. I'm 87 now. That was six years ago. So these six years have been very productive in a very uh, satisfying way. But uh, this work, this book is for everyone. It's for actors also, because that's my love. But it's for everyone. These techniques will be 
impacting and life-changing for anybody who's willing to do the work. What do I mean by the work? I mean by doing changing the ingredients and the outcome of a damaging experience verbally or by using imaging to reprogram the unconscious so you're not haunted by the liberation of that damage into the conscious into your conscious behavior and into your conscious life. So there are ways to program and reprogram the unconscious and I have many techniques that do that. Uh, uh, in terms of changing the ingredients, many times, let's say you had a bad experience, one that was very damaging when you were 19, 21, whatever. So if you go over that image, I mean that, that actual uh, experience, and you start to verbally change the ingredients of that experience to a positive uh, place, to a positive result, and 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 change the outcome of that experience to a positive instead of a negative damaging one. And you do that repeatedly, 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 many, many times over and over again, you are actually influencing the unconscious memory banks, which will then change that damaging experience into a less or completely undamaging experience because you're creating a new relationship to the experience that is positive and uh, helps you to allow yourself to give up the negativity of that damaging experience. It actually works. And there are other techniques also. I use uh, subpersonality work in, in affecting and changing that, uh, those, those, um, those experiences that have been hurtful and damaging. And there's retrospective objectivity, there's imaging, there's a dream work. In the book, talk about how to program your dreams, to image positive elements of your life and your experiences by programming your dreams, by dream catching, hopefully encouraging lucid dreaming so that you can actually manipulate your dreams when you're dreaming. There are so many techniques in this book that you actually work to change the lives of people who suffer from, as we all do, as we all do, from the damage that we experience growing up in our lives. And I felt, when I wrote this book, I felt that it should not only be limited to actors, even though that's my, my field, you know. Everybody should have the opportunity to, to, to change the, the, the negativity and the damage damaging experiences in their life so they can be healthy, happy, and successful. And I know this works because I have the living proof of it. I am the living proof of it, as well as the people I've worked with this. So it works, you know. It isn't a question, you know, when I wrote this book, the idea of making money on this book never occurred to me. As a matter of fact, none of the books that I wrote, ever, I never wrote any of them for financial gain. I wrote them because I had to put this information out into the world. I mean, I'm not Saint Eric. I, you know, I pay my bills. I make a living teaching. And, and, and uh, I'm not trying to, to, to promote an image that I'm, I'm standing on a high mountain with a halo over my head. That's not true. But I never wrote any of my books, including this one, for, for financial gain. I am impelled to do this. I am impelled to do this for the world. 
I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't, I don't want a monument uh, on my gravestone. I, I just feel that I, this is something I must do, and I've been doing it. And that's the truth, you know. And, you know, I'm, I'm promoting this book. This blog certainly is, is, is intended to promote the book so that people will read it, use it, and change their lives. I'm not – that's, that, that's my impetus. That's my goal. And that's the truth. That is amazing and so inspirational. And even were, I mean, you had your breakthrough, you mentioned like six years ago, and you changed your self image. And this is so interesting what this can do for you and what kind of ripple effect it can start. And there is this famous saying that life doesn't give us what we want. It gives us who we are. So we have to make these changes on the inside and really solving these blocks that you mentioned. And correlating with that, I'm wondering, Eric, because there is always this big question when we look at Hollywood. So there are some names that are so big and they make so much money and they are so famous. They are world famous. So everyone knows them. And I remember reading the book of Sylvester Stallone and he was thinking once while he was traveling in a plane. And I think it was during his Rocky times that he was imagining that sitting in the plane, looking down to the earth, that everyone down there knows his name. And he was describing this feeling with it. So we have this side. And then there is also a flip side of people who dare to become actors. So there's this, this very strong desire to become successful, to have this breakthrough, to get the casting, to get the role. And uh, I've spent some time in Hollywood. And it's like everyone is an actor there. So every waitress is an actor. So they are all just waiting for the big chance there. And Hollywood is a place where dreams can become true and everything is possible. But with your experience, Eric, what would you say, where is really the big difference from someone who is so successful in acting and someone who is not and is just dreaming about? Does it also come down to inner blocks? Well, there, there's a multitude of, of, of blocks and issues and, and background. And you see, for me, the first question is, why does a person want to be an actor? You see, so many people decide to be actors or pursue that as a career for A lot of the wrong reasons, a lot of very, very neurotic reasons, as a matter of fact. I, I hate using that word, but it's true. And, and when, when a person chooses to be an actor because they want to be rich and famous and have a house in the hills with a view and a swimming pool and be known all over the world and make $20 million a picture, if that's their goal, That's the wrong reason for wanting to be an actor. And a lot of people are attracted to acting because they have an undying, unfulfilled need for love, for visibility. Look at me, look at me, love me, love me, please love me, see me. And that's another uh, not good reason for wanting to be an actor. You know, over a period of 60 years, a lot of people approach me who are who 
ask me the similar questions like what do you think about my wanting to be an actor what do you you know i know it's a hard feel it's hard to break through what do you what what do you, what do you, what what's your advice you know what i give these people i say to them don't unless you must mm-hmm. don't even start to put a foot on that journey unless you love it you must for the love of it, you must. This is something you must do. Your it's your passion, it's your ambition, it's your love. Those are the reasons to become actors. Not not any of the aforementioned stuff. Love me, look at me, look at me, look at me, love me. Uh, those those needs come out of, of of unhealthy places, and they should be dealt with in other ways than putting yourself on a acting market or pursuit in a journey of acting. I mean, that's my advice. I mean, it's an opinion and everything we express is an opinion. But my opinion is an educated opinion. I've been doing all of this for well over 70 years. You know, seven, they say, well, say 87. Yeah, 70 years, 70 years, right. And so I have an educated opinion on it. But I love, my heart goes out to everybody out there who is pursuing a career and wanting to make a living, not being a movie star, but to make a living at your love. And, and you know, my heart goes out. It's a very tough business. The competition is overwhelming. There, you know, there are 120, 150,000 people in Screen Actors Guild in Hollywood vying for maybe a thousand jobs a week. I mean, the, 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 I don't mean to sound negative about it at all because people break through and become successful and, and uh, movie stars in spite of all of the competition. But I really believe you have to have a passion. And here is the, here, here is the main comment I have to make. You have to be in training. You have to be in training. You can't be in training when you're hired to be on a television show or in a movie. That's not a training ground. That is a performance ground. So you better be trained. So you should be studying, training. You have to be in a place where you can fail in a workshop, in an acting workshop with an insightful teacher, coach. You have to be in training. I'm in training. I'm still in training. Uh, you know, Baryshnikov said something very, you know, Baryshnikov, the ballet dancer, the Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said something very interesting. He said, if I don't train for one day, just one day, it takes me four days to get back to where I was before I didn't train. That, you know, that's so true. You know, I believe that an actor must have a place to fail to explore, to experiment, to learn, to grow, to, 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 to uh, actually have a craft and, and know a craft, eliminate their instrumental blocks and obstacles and fears and tension, and also have a very specific craft for addressing and fulfilling dramatic material. And if you don't have those tools, then it's a pie in the sky. It's a pie in the sky wish and, and, and hope I'm going to do it. I'm just going to get a, a Screen Actors Guild card and I'm going to go out on auditions. That's a, that's a recipe for disaster, you know? 
Yes, definitely. So that is really interesting what you are describing there and talking about training. So it's the same with magic. I just did an episode about uh, practice because everyone knows that magicians have to practice, practice, practice. And I'm sure it's the same with everything in life. So you can't just do it once and expect to be an expert at it. And it is so exactly. true for, for acting. And talking about that and the training field, Eric, you offer these uh, acting classes and also acting weekends, acting intensives. Oh, yeah. I, have, I, I have a lot available. I, I personally teach three classes each week, Monday night, Wednesday night, and I have a, a, a Tuesday day class. My wife does private uh, private lessons. She's wonderful. She's absolutely brilliant. And she Skypes with people all over the world when they get movies and auditions and when they're doing television shows. And she, she, she does that. And she's brilliant. And we, we have a wonderful creative relationship as well as a wonderful marriage. But uh, the thing is that we have a weekend intensive, one weekend a month for a whole year. And the, the people are invited into it uh, when we feel they're ready to really work uh, because they've had some class experiences and they, they 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 can assimilate what is done in the intensive and then we do jamborees it's called uh, uh, about four of them a year we go up to lake arrowhead which is a uh, five thousand feet up in the san bernardino mountains at the ucla conference center and we do f four jamborees a year three mini jamborees which is four days and one major jamboree which is six weeks where we cover specific approaches of the craft i call them mega approaches like this week uh next week the 14th 15th 16th and 17th of february we're doing a sub personality mini jamboree and it's up in lake arrowhead and it's four days long and we work with sub personalities and apply those sub personalities to material in scenes and in monologues so we do intensives we do jamborees uh, my wife works in private with private lessons with people And I teach those three classes, and um, she Skypes with people, famous people. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit reluctant to start, start naming names, but people who are working on uh, films uh, and television series, and she Skypes with them, and she coaches them while they're working. So um, at any rate, uh, she has a whole uh, following in that area. So we, we have a kind of a yin-yang kind of relationship. I used to teach privately. I used to fly all over the world. I used to service 15 cities in the United States and five countries outside of the United States. But at my age, flying all over is not really <laughs> so 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 uh, uh, easy to, for me to do at this point. I mean, I run, I walk around. I'm, I'm not ambulant. I'm, I mean, I'm perfectly healthy, but You know, getting an on and off a plane at 87 years old is not 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 uh, uh, my best desire. But anyway, um, I have about 75 people in this country and around the world that teach my system exclusively, and these are people that have worked with me for periods of time and have moved on to other places in the, in the country and other places in the world. I have a following in Australia and Turkey and in um, 
uh, Argentina. They have schools that are really, really formed. And uh, so all, all over the, the world. I have people teaching in Germany, actually. And uh, um, Australia, as I said, um, there's a couple of others uh, countries. Oh, uh, Paris. I have a lady in Paris that studied with me for about five or six or seven years teaching my system in Paris. Uh, so about six countries out there. Uh, uh, in Turkey, they published two of my books, No Acting, Please, and Irreverent Acting. So I feel that the work is being disseminated all over the world. And I got to tell you that that is so satisfying to me. And you know, uh, the, these people, I, I don't have, I don't have any income at all from any of these teachers, and I've never thought of having any income. I'm just grateful that they're out there teaching my system, and I, it's just very fulfilling to me. You know, I always thought when when I die, I'd like to leave a, a footprint on the planet somehow. I mean, I'm not <laughs> you do. looking. I'm not looking for immortality, but it would really be nice to having paid the planet back for all of the air that I used, all of the water I drank, all of the food I ate, it would really be nice to, play, to pay the planet back for all of the uh, consumer things I've used, to give them a little bit back, just to give a little bit back to it. So, you know, I, I had a conversation with Jack Nicholson about five years ago, and he had donated a whole bunch of money I can't remember the charity or whatever, but it was a whole bunch of money. And I was talking to him on the telephone. And I said, Jack, that was that was so generous. That was so good of you. He said, Eric, you got to give some of it back. You know, you got to give some of it back. You can't just take it all. And I, w I, w I will always remember that conversation. I, I feel the same way. You got to give not only some of it, but a lot of it back, a lot of it. So that's, you know, that's, that's my mantra, you know? <laughs> yeah, that is really amazing what you're doing there and the idea behind it and uh, also offering all these classes. So I will put the link in the show notes for everyone listening to uh, make it easy, accessible to uh, find your classes. Yeah, Eric Morris Actors Workshop, I'm listed and they can, uh, you know, they can call or they can email I have a website, ericmorris.com. Very, very simple. And you know, it's very interesting on that website. I give, I give them a free video once a month, a five to seven minute video on parts of the work. And so they get that for free each month. I've got about 2,000 or more people on my uh, uh, website uh, who, have, uh, who, who have subscribed. And so... Uh, it's ericmorris.com if they want to reach me in any, in any, for any reason, for any reason, ask me a question, uh, they can reach me through that or Eric Morris Actors Workshop in Hollywood, in Los Angeles. Perfect. So, Eric, I have a last question for you because I'm respecting your time. I mean, I would still have even more questions, but maybe I can convince you that you have to come back to the show and we can talk further. But I would love it. I would love it, Jennifer. I would love great, it. Great. If you have more, if you have more questions, I have more time. Very good. So let's go with uh, one more question for uh, today's episode. So okay. we mentioned in the beginning that you worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and interestingly, 
I once came across, and I think it was an article about him, and uh, it was about mindset and how he approaches goals in life. And it's really interesting because everyone who knows his story knows that he started in Europe, so not a far away here from Munich in Austria. And uh, he came up with the idea to become a bodybuilder. And it is said from him that he thought he will be the best bodybuilder. So what he did was looking for the best coach he could find, making him the best bodybuilder. And it worked. And then he had the idea to go to the United States and become an actor. So he once again thought of himself, he would like to get the best coach for himself to become an actor. And uh, I read this and it's now so interesting that I have you here in the show because obviously he was talking about you. So can you share a few insights on how you worked with Arnold and helped him and how, yeah, I, was the cooperation? I would, love, I would love to because I love Arnold. We, I, I, I think of him as a very good friend as well as somebody I had worked with. I love Arnold. I would do anything for him. But okay, I'm going to tell you the interesting story. I got a call from Bob Rayfield's son, a director. He directed Five Easy Pieces, Jack Nicholson. He directed uh, Marvin, King of Marvin Gardens. Well, he's doing a... A, a film called Stay Hungry with Sally Fields and Jeff Bridges. He called me and he said, Eric, you've been recommended to me by Jack Nicholson. I have this guy who was Mr. Mr. Olympia. He was won it three or four or five times. And I'm doing a film about Mr. Olympia contest, uh, uh, you know, And it, it involves many other things. But I have this guy, and he's never acted before. He only did one thing called uh, Pumping Iron, but it was a documentary. Uh, would you? Uh, uh, I, I, he's not has no acting back. Would you consider working with him? You come very highly recommended to me by Jack Nicholson. I said, okay, sure, sure. How how long do I have to work with him if he's never acted before? He said, we have nine weeks before shooting. I said, oh, Mr. Rayfield, Bob Rafelson, no, that's not enough time for me to work with him. I mean, I, 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 I could maybe confuse him more than help him. No, I, I. So he said, well, wait, wait a minute. Before you refuse, would you meet with him and see how he he responds and whatever? I said, okay, all right. I had never heard of him by that at that time. So uh, uh, he said, okay, I'll. I'm going to send him down to your workshop. I was uh, in another place. I was on Fountain and Vine at the time. And uh, I said, okay, so how will I recognize him? It was a dead silence on the other side of the phone. <laughs> I didn't know him. He says, well, Eric, he's about as wide as he is tall. <laughs> so I thought, okay, send him down. This is a wonderful story because it was great. Same. So he pulls into my parking lot at my theater in a silver... A BMW comes uh, comes out of the car with a white turtleneck uh, sweater and he's big smile on his face sticks out his hand he says hi are you Eric I'm Arnold uh, hi and he gives me his hand and he squeezed me we shook hands and he he came in uh, I had you know at that time they had sent me a script so I had read the script Uh, and so he sat down, we started talking, and it, 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 it was love at first sight for both of us. We clicked. We clicked. So for the first six weeks, I didn't touch one line in the script or one scene. 
I talked to him about his life, his background, Graz, his mother, his father, his brother, his army experiences. Uh, he told me that when he was bodybuilding, they, the gym was closed on Sunday, so he would climb on, up on the roof and break in through the skylight so he wouldn't miss a day of, 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 of uh, training. Uh, he was adamant about it. And I knew all, I knew everything that I needed to know about him in that first six weeks. In the last three weeks of that nine-week period I had with him, I took everything I knew and personalized it for every scene in the film script. We used choices from his life. I said, okay, for this scene, I want you to go back and I want you to deal with the time when you ask your mother to buy meat because you needed protein. I want you to get that. I want you to go back to that. Let's work on that. And that's for this scene. And then I want you to talk about your father in this scene. And I did all of that. And in nine weeks, we were finished. He went uh, to Birmingham, Alabama, Birmingham, I guess, either that or Kentucky. And he did the film. I get a call at five o'clock in the morning from Bob Rafelson, because it was eight o'clock there, you know. He said, oh, I said, what's, what, what, what's wrong, Bob? I said, oh, I'm so sorry. It is early there. I just want to call you and I want to tell you how grateful, how grateful, how grateful I am for what you did with Arnold. He is wonderful. He is wonderful. I'm so grateful. I said, well, I'm grateful, too. And thank you so much for the call. Now, added to that, that was his first dramatic picture. He won the Golden Globe that year for the most promising newcomer in Hollywood. Wow. So that's my Arnold Schwarzenegger story where we started. And then he came to my class for about a year, actually, after that. And he wasn't doing very well. In the beginning, I have stories of stories of stories that could fill another uh, blog about Arnold that are humorous, that heart uh, touching, and uh, so that. But that was that was the first one, okay? Mm -hmm. About how I, how I met him and I we worked together. And I want to tell you something. Arnold is. I once said to Arnold, uh, I said, you know. You're talented enough to play Hamlet. He said, oh, Eric, I'm too old for Hamlet. But if I ever get cast in King Lear, you're going to come and coach me. That was, <laughs> that was his exact thing. But I want to say this. He is potentially a very, very gifted, dramatic actor. He came one night after he wasn't in class. We went out with a group of us for Mexican food. And he said this to me. He says, you know, Eric... I love what you do. It has really affected my work, my life. But I don't want to, I, I want to be an action actor. I'm a very physical man and a physical guy, and that's what I want to do, and that's the direction I want to take. And I said, do it. Do it. For, yeah, of course. And he did, and that's the direction he took. Later in his life, he started doing dramatic work. But I believe that if he had a breakthrough role, a, a, a role, a, you know, a dynamic role in a film and was well directed, he would knock people out. He would blow their minds. He is very deep. He's very complex and he's extraordinarily talented. And that's that that's not just a, an opinion because I, lo I love the man or I like the man. That's a fact of my experience with him. 
Mm, that are so interesting insights and stories you are sharing there. So this is also really inspirational, Eric, and to learn so much more what's behind the, the character from the media and how he really is and with all his talent. So, Eric, I'm really grateful that you made it happen to come on to Pure Mind Magic today and inspire my whole audience with uh, your life story and your work and your books, also your courses. So I will put all the information, as promised, in the show notes to uh, send people to you. And as we talked already, it would be great to bring you back and, as they Love say it. in TV, to be continued i love it jennifer love talking with you i love where you're coming from we're on the same page in many areas ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening i hope you do feel as inspired as i do after this interview with the great eric morris and you learned a lot and also some great insights into the industry of Hollywood of acting. So make sure that you check out his books, especially his latest book, so you can apply all the principles into your life, what he is teaching to actors. And also remember that you can get started with my brand new course on how you can use the amazing medium of podcasting to grow your personal and business network. It just started and now you can get 90% off with my link directly below this episode. Also, I decided to do another special episode tomorrow with my good friend Christine Slonsky from Berlin. We met in person and she's really the expert when it comes to selling high tickets. She's all about selling and knows all the selling secrets. She also has her own podcast, The Heart Sells. I had the honor to be a guest there already, so you can check that out as well. And so you will learn tomorrow then some secrets on selling if you're interested so then join me with this new episode and for now that's all so have a good time and until tomorrow create some magic